0: Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplet, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so happy to be in your presence today. And we hope that we can say something today that help you throughout your life journey, even into eternity. As the children are going back to school, as uh, we move on to normalcy Hopefully, after the pandemic, there is a word for us today. And today, we just have to remember to keep the vow that we gave God. To keep the vow that we made with God. God is going to hold us accountable for the things that we say. And he wants us to be true to ourselves. Because there are three different people that know us. Um, and know how we will react to situations in our life. God knows us 100%. He knows our inner being. He knows our thoughts. He knows all about us. He knows when we're being truthful or not. We We know ourselves about 50%. We'll say something today and not keep our word tomorrow. We may have good intentions, but we say stuff and... Claim we're going to do stuff and we really don't do it. Then the devil doesn't know us at all. Uh, he has to go off what we say of how we react. So he knows us 0% of the time. We know ourselves 50% of the time. But God knows us 100% of the time. And the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes, the 5th chapter, 3rd through the 6th verse. It says, Daydreaming comes when there are too many worries. Careless speaking comes when there are too many words. When you make a promise to God, don't be slow to keep it because God doesn't like fools. Keep your promise. It is better not to make a promise than to make one and not keep it. Don't let your mouth talk you into committing sin. Don't say in the presence of the of messenger, my promise was a mistake. Why should God become angry at your excuse and destroy what you've accomplished? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In Ecclesiastes, the fifth chapter, God is saying, don't be a fool. Quit fooling yourself and quit trying to fool God when you make promises that you cannot keep. You tell God you're going to do this and that. You tell God that you're going to try to live better. When you gave your life to Christ, you made a vow with Him, saying He would be your Lord and Savior and your Redeemer. He would be that one in your life that you come to and go to for safety, for direction, for peace. But now you trust your own self, you trust your money, you trust your friendships. Um, you have turned away from your vow that you made with God. And vows are a solemn promise between two people. A vow is dedicated to someone or something, especially our deity. It's a promise of a specific thing. God has kept his promise. Have you kept yours? Ecclesiastic 5th chapter tells us when you sit up there and daydream. You're daydreaming about your worries. And if you got time to worry about your worries, how can you find time to spend with God? Quit daydreaming about your worries. And let God have your worries. And let God work out the difficult parts of your life. Ecclesiastes 5th chapter says that careless speaking comes when there are too many words. Have you ever met somebody that just likes to talk and just keep saying they're going to do this and that but never accomplish nothing? Uh, Just careless speaking. Just shut up and let God be God in your life. Quit trying to talk your problems out. Give it over to God. Quit saying things that you're not going to do. And then it says, if you're going to make a promise to God, don't be slow to keep it. If you make a promise that to God, and you tell God, if you, if you give me this building, I will use it for the feeding of the hungry. If you, if you give me a new car, I will use it to help people in need. Drive people to the hospital, drive children to after school programs. But when you say those things, you need to keep your promise. God wants to bless you, but you have to keep your promise and the vow that you made with God. Deuteronomy the twenty third chapter twenty one through twenty-three says, When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you must not delay in fulfilling it, for otherwise he will surely hold you accountable as a sinner. If you refrain from making a vow, it would be a be sinful. Whatever you vow, you must be careful to do what you have promised, such as what you have vowed to the Lord, your God as a free will offering. So Moses was trying to tell the people when you say a vow to God it's like a free will offering that you've given to God saying you will do this. We are married to Christ. When you gave your life to Christ, he's become your husband tree and one day, we shall be at the great wedding feast in the sky where the church without spot nor blemish shall be married to Christ forever. If you're part of the church and you're giving your life to Christ, uh, you're connected to Jesus Christ. Are you keeping your vow? There are three people in the Bible that tells us about uh, vow keeping and what can happen if you keep your vow. And These are just a few of the many in the Bible that kept their vow with God. The Bible says that there was a woman by the name of Hannah. Hannah um, couldn't have any children, and she was married to a man who had two wives. And Penina, the other man's wife, had many children for him. And she wanted a child bad, and she would go to the temple year after year, and pray that God will give her a child, a son, to bless her husband. She even confronted her husband, he said, Am I greater than you than ten sons? He really loved her and cared for her. But she wanted a child. And all those years she just went back to the temple and she was praying a prayer that we all pray. Lord just give me, give me, give me, making Uh, A statement that God, uh, she wanted God just to give her a son. Nothing else was more important. Until one day, one year, she went to the temple. And on that day that she went, she made a vow with God and said, God, if you give me a son, I give him back to you for the kingdom of God. And that made the difference. God was looking for a prophet and she was looking for a son. And when God's word lined up with her word and her desire and God's desire, God opened her womb and she became pregnant with the prophet Samuel. Samuel would go on and become one of the great prophets of Israel that we read about in our Bible. But Hannah had to come to God and make a vow that she would give him back. To the kingdom of God. And when she made that vow. She kept it. And she would come every year. And bring him a coat. To wear. And she led him. After he became of age. And she winged the child. She gave him back over to the temple. To learn the scriptures. And to do the will of God. He became a great man of God. By his mother. Dedicating him. To the kingdom. God wants to bless you, but you got to line up with God's word. He's looking for a new business owner. He's looking for to bless somebody right now. He's looking to anoint somebody and increase their territory. But when you line up with God's word and make that vow that he will be able to use you for his kingdom and for his glory, he will bless you. Not only Hannah, there was a man by the name of Jonah. Jonah uh, was so into himself, God was looking for a prophet an evangelist to go and tell the people of Nineveh that they needed to repent of their sins and come back to God. And Jonah jumped up and he um, paid his own money. Instead of going to Nineveh, he chose to go somewhere else. We pay our own money and spend our own lives running from what God has told us to do. We need to stop running and do what God says. Uh, He got on the boat and he still had an attitude problem. And he kicked him over the boat and um, a whale was prepared by God to keep him. And after being in the belly of the whale three days, seaweed around his neck and um, the stomach intestines around his feet of the whale, he made a vow with God. said, God, if you get me out of this, I will do what you call me to do. And it was after he made that vow with God, the Bible says that very next verse, that the whale spewed him back on the dry land. God was looking for evangelists, and Jonah was looking for a way out. But the main thing in that scripture, says that, God prepared a will to keep Jonah. Some situations that you're going through, some trouble in your life right now, God has prepared it to get you to the point to make a vow with him. Trouble in your house, trouble in your relationships, trouble on your job, sicknesses in your body, it may just be prepared for you, for to keep you humble, to make a vow and come back to the vows that you made With Jesus Christ. God is able to do all things. There was a man by the name of Samson in the Bible. His mother before he was born. um, God was looking for a deliverer of Israel. And she was looking for a son. And she made a vow to that angel. And said that her son would not drink wine. And she would not drink wine. And no razor shall come upon his head. For he shall practice a Nazarite walk, where he will not drink of the fruit of the vine, and he will not let a razor touch his head. And when she made that vow, she had a son by the name of Samson. And Samson was a strong man, he was able to fight and um, fight battles for Israel. God was looking for a warrior. And she was looking for a son. And when she made that vow, God used her to bring what he wanted into this world. God wants to birth something in you right now. He wants to start something new in this world right now. He is looking for somebody that will work for him and let the kingdom of God work through them to do his will. But you have to make a vow that you will let God have and use you and work through you for the kingdom of God. Samson did it. And when he broke his vow by letting someone cut his hair, his strength lost and he lost his strength. But when his hair grew back, God kept the covenant. And the strength came back into his body. God will forgive you, but you got to let your hair grow back. You let somebody cut your hair and cut you down and use you and the devil have his way with you. But God is saying, come on back. I can restore you. Hannah made a vow. Jonah made a vow. Samson's mother made a vow. You made a vow also. When you gave your life to Christ Are you keeping the vow Don't be a fool Like Deuteronomy tells us In the Fifth chapter Of Ecclesiastics And the 23rd chapter Of Deuteronomy Don't be a fool Let God use you I'm going to say a prayer right now and I, If you believe by faith I want you to say this prayer along with me Heavenly Father I come now Forgive me of my sins. I repent of all things I did wrong, knowing and unknowing. Wash me, cleanse me, and create me a clean heart. I believe that Jesus gave the Lord's Supper, died on the cross of Calvary the next day, but early that Sunday morning got it with all power in his hand. I believe he's sitting at the right hand of God and a scene on my behalf. I believe. Let me be part of the holy family of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, we love you. We want you to be blessed. Keep your vow with God. Don't be no fool. Keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.